Chris Bunt, bringing you the spiciest takes and the hottest takes. Yeah, spicy takes and hot takes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, They're two not, different flavors. Not only are they spicy, they are also warm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've been heated up yeah, in a we microwave. microwave. We microwave these steaks. We microwave the shit out. I love the implication yeah. that these are actually old takes, like yeah, leftover, leftover takes, takes, and we had to reheat them. I don't have any new takes. There are no new I takes. I have old takes that I see on Twitter and go, hmm, I like that. <laughs> yeah. And then I take it and put it in my take. And I don't, even, I don't even retweet it. No, I don't even retweet it. I just it. take it home like it was mine to begin with. <laughs> I don't even buy it. What I want to talk about is I, I, I tweet and dash. So I have to reheat it for today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you. Uh... I mean, if we're talking about the same thing, I watched it on Saturday. See, we got to reheat those takes, baby. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch it, so... You, you can talk about what you know of it, I guess. I don't know. I watched a sad movie instead. Yeah. Oh, I already watched <laughs> On accident. <laughs> don't you hate when that happens? I know! Dude, there was no warning. I just don't know... Yeah. I mean, I guess there was a warning because there was a rating, but I did not see the rating. I think the people that went to the premiere of In Bruges felt like that, too. Oh, bitch. (laughs) Okay. I have never been so, like, misled by a movie's marketing, and I went to go see The Hunchback of Notre Dame. So, like, mostly because I wasn't really aware of, like, movie marketing when I went to go see um, Notre Dame as a child. Oh, man. The theater I went to, though, like... I remember it had like Disney, like they had, they had put stuff in the theater. Really? Like they put decorations and stuff, like Hunchback and Notre Dame decorations. Dang. That's cool. You know what it kind of reminded me of? Um, so you know when you go to like theaters, there's there's a specific word for this, but I'm not gonna fucking remember it. There's like the curtain, and then there will be like a border around the stage sometimes yeah. that's what it reminded oh, me of okay, yeah. it was super neat nice. um, but I've never been more like betrayed by a movie's marketing than in Bruges yeah. <laughs> it's just like well it's a hilarious romp no, no. Yeah. it's got Colin Farrell and the guy that played my die movie how can this be sad oh man so so sad anyway anyway we watched something that wasn't sad yeah we did yeah we watched my name or Dolomite is my name yeah, Dolomite is my name yeah, it's on Netflix. You can Such watch a it. good movie. It's like a it's a biopic, right? Yep. Yeah. It's so about, so it's good. about black exploitation. Well, and it's about black exploitation. It's specifically about the comedian Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. Who was Blackula? Was he Blackula? I don't think. I so. haven't seen oh, yeah. the movie. I don't know. So Blackula was made well before Dolomite. Mm-hmm. So Dolomite. Uh, did you ever see the movie or the the Adult Swim series Dynamite? Mm-hmm. Dynamite was a parody of Dolomite. Yeah, it was. And I didn't actually realize that until I saw yeah. Dolomite is my name. I didn't know it was based on a real dude until the Yeah, movie. yeah. Well I, I thought the movie Dynamite was just a parody of like black exploitation films. No. And I was like, okay, I I can roll with it. But now it's like I as I watched it I was like, Oh, it's so specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's so specific to Dolomite. But What I really enjoyed about the movie was we both, not only did we get to see Wesley Snipes back in pictures, but we also get to see Eddie Murphy swearing also back in pictures. I'm not going to lie. I saw the description for the movie, and I did not know this was going to be 
a thing until like I saw it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think I had heard it a little bit, like a little I, bit of marketing, yeah, but I remember hearing about Eddie Murphy taking a movie deal with Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess this is what he did with it, which is a, it's amazing. Yeah. But I remember reading the description, it's like comedian Dolomite takes uh you know, starts doing movies at the risk of his comedy career and I was like, Oh, Eddie Murphy did that. That yeah. happened. No, Tim. No, but this is like a whole nother level because yeah. it takes place in the seventies. Yeah. And it is ooh. I love the opening. Snoop Dogg plays a radio DJ. But it was like a radio DJ inside, inside of a record, of a record store, store, yeah. Which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh but literally it's got a bunch of like big name actors in it. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock is in it. Bob Odenkirk is in it. Yeah, I like when Bob Odenkirk showed up. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. I was like, who? What? Why? Who called Saul? <laughs> um. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk is great at playing one character. Yeah. Yep. Shitty white dude. <laughs> That's what ninety percent of. Uh, what was that show he did with David Cross? Mr. Show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what 90% of his characters were. Shitty white dudes. He's just got that look. Yep. Like, he, he has that, like, gritty car salesman vibe. Yeah. I don't know. I just think he looks like a white guy. Boom! Snap! <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Burned ya. I burned you both. It's really funny. You're making jokes about, like, sight. And you're over there with, like, a water bottle against drug because of an allergic reaction or something. I don't know. I hurt my eye. Yeah, you did. It hurts a lot. Did you cut your eye? And I still burned you. I don't know. Maybe. So I'm holding a water bottle up because it's cool and it feels nice. Yeah. So if you, if in the, in the middle of this episode you hear Ari drowning spontaneously, because <laughs> she dropped it. Okay. Just you guys... At home, listeners at home, imagine me sitting here in this chair. By the way, I'm beautiful. <laughs> and it's just me recording this podcast with a water bottle against my eye. Yeah. And it's a big one, too. Mm-hmm. It's not tiny. No. I bet anyone here is ever, like, anyone listening or all three of us here have had it, had to put, like, some sort of cold compress to their eye because either they cut it, some sort of allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. Or just your eyes were dry because it was a shitty time of year. Yeah, I would do that to try to help with getting uh, eyelashes out of my eye. Oh. I'd get like a piece of ice or a cold water bottle and press it up against there. I don't know if it actually ever helped. But that's what I would do. Yeah, I was just going to make a joke about like a pink eye because I like to live dangerously. Uh, no, now I, now I just pull my eye- eyelashes out of my eyeballs like a man. Yeah, yeah. Just reach in there. You reach in from like the back. Yeah, don't don't want to get don't it? want to get uh, back in the in the back. I don't want I don't want to have eyelashes in you my brain. You know? I just don't get eyelashes in my eye because my eyelashes are so strong <laughs> that they're just attached to my head. All right, look at me. I'm Ari Strong lashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I were Travis, I just wouldn't get eyelashes in my eyes. R.I.P. to Travis, but I'm different. I just have really long eyelashes, and sometimes they brush up against my glasses and fall off. Okay, I can't relate to this at all. <laughs> Even though I also have long and luscious eyelashes that aren't blonde. <laughs> World is looking at each other's eyelashes. Yep. Blonde eyelashes are upsetting. Yeah. Like your your eyes are meant to be like you know, nature said dark eyelashes. Yeah. Nature did that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks nature. 
Uh, yeah, one time Kat filled, like, took a pencil and filled in my eyebrows. Oh! It's like, whoa! What is that? So what would that, that look like? That's what it's like to have real eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and then she did one, like, stupid thick. Like, I'm talking, this was a dummy thick eyebrow. So, like, all the way to here? No, nah, I mean, it, like, was, of the it was, like... Damn. It was a it chunkin' was eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> it was a chunkin' eyebrow. It was big chungus. There's a there's a eyebrow. negative to having dark eyebrows though, like dark eyebrows that are also like wabam. And that is um unibrow. Yeah. You just have random stray hairs trailing down your face. <laughs> um and if you grew up in the two thousands, everybody was waxing them super fucking thin. Yeah. And so your mom would take you and be like, here's 20 bucks, go get your eyebrows waxed. And then this woman named Melissa would strap you down in her chair, put hot wax in your face, and then fucking rip your hair out. Oh, God. Maybe like John Waters' mustaches. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Just little sperm eyebrows. Yeah, Just little sure. spermies on your fucking forehead. Oh, there, there was, was unsettling. There was a trend uh, of people sharing their, like, old pictures of, like, just to show off how ridiculous their eyebrows looked. Girl. I had a lot of Facebook friends that were like, I can't believe. I have more than one friend who, in a in, in a, an attempt to get their eyebrows to look like those little sperms, mm-hmm. accidentally, like, shaved or waxed their eyebrows off. Nice. Like, completely. Yeah. There's this hilarious video by a makeup YouTuber named... Um, Jamie French and she's like doing like uh you doing a makeup tutorial in the 90s oh, and it is no. hilarious <laughs> She's, I, oh, she, she uses oh, this no. like um like drugstore foundation and it's so it's chunky and it's like orange on her oh. it's hilarious oh, she does no. the hair she zigzags yeah. her hair uh part <laughs> Please go look it up. It makes I, me yeah, fucking. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to see that. She, she, she's just like, oh man, it's crazy. I, it's so weird to me now to see people wear like, um, like sometimes I'll look back on older stuff and I'll see people wear just like eyeshadow, no mascara, mm. or no fakes, fake eyelashes, yeah, and like yeah. TV shows and stuff, which kind of wigs me out. Um, which it shouldn't because it's like natural but i guess i'm just so used to seeing people be like you know if you're wearing makeup you have on like fake eyelashes or you're wearing a lot of mascara to make your eyelashes look more pronounced and i saw a television show and one of the characters was supposed to be like have the big makeover scene and be super glammed up and she is wearing eyeshadow no mascara no eyeliner. And I was like, what? your eyes are naked. <laughs> Get back in there and put on some I mean, clothes. If you do just eyeshadow, it, I feel like it looks like you just got punched in the eyes, It's right? weird. Like, she was doing like a light pink <laughs> eyeshadow. It was just, I don't know, it wigged so, me out. So like, Kirby punched her in the eye or yeah, something? Yeah, it's, it's like she had like, she had had allergies. Oh, and it man. caused her eyelid to get kind of pinkish. Oh, kind of like that emo makeup where it like makes it look like you've been crying for a million years. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Like the really like the red eye. Yeah. All over. Like specifically trying to make 
make it there is a makeup trend where people will like specifically try to make it look like they've been crying yeah or that they have recently been kissed Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah we had one emo girl at my high school and i think she wore that to school like once or twice nice um you know it's a weird eyebrow trend i've been seeing i see this on tiktok a lot is the people that have just a little sliver shaved on one or maybe both I thought, like, I I didn't realize until I saw a video of someone doing it that it's an intentional thing. I thought it was the remnants of, like, ex-emo kid that had an eyebrow ta- uh, eyebrow piercing or something. I thought, too. And no, it's like people just do that now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can dig it. It looks the way. I don't know. Yeah. It looks fine. I have no opinions. Yeah. Have you not seen this? Like, I have seen it. I, I've seen people piercing. have it, but, yeah. like... No, I don't. Weird. I don't have any opinions on it. I don't think it looks particularly weird. It doesn't. It doesn't look bad. I'm not saying it looks bad. I yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't look bad. I just didn't realize it was intentional. Yeah. Trends. Trends come and they go and they're weird. Like I don't know if you remember much fashion from the 2000s, but I mean, holy I try shit! I to block that out of my memory. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember the fact that Paris Hilton just had a fucking velour track sh- track suit like a yeah. pink like a hot pink velour track suit now how many celebrities had all denim outfits too many <laughs> and they weren't even canadian do you remember oh didn't oh. skirts over pants yeah yeah oh yeah skirts over pants avril lavigne yeah, i was gonna say thanks avril lavigne and like a cami tie yep and then maybe a unbuttoned button-down shirt over it. Maybe, maybe. But that is a hard maybe. Or maybe if it's cold out. I'm going to go ahead and say this: I rocked the skirts over jeans thing. Yeah. I did. I wore. I had a huge Avril. I was a huge Avril Lavigne fan when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. I knew all of her songs. I danced to Skater Boy. Don't look at me like that, Ben. <laughs> Whatever, you were a Metallica <laughs> fan, it's fine. Yeah, you're not wrong. I listened to Saint Anger more than once on purpose. Oh, <laughs> we all have things we're embarrassed about. Yeah. You have to you have to understand, um, when I was in elementary school, I listened to no pop music at all. When I was like a really young child, I listened to like Barney and like um, the Muppets, I loved the Muppets cassette taste, oh, yeah. tape. And then when I got a little older in elementary school, I listened exclusively to musical soundtracks. When I was in sixth grade, I didn't know who Usher was. So my first introduction to pop music was like Avril Lavigne. Like I didn't have a boy band face oh. because I am, you know, bisexual. But that's <laughs> beside the point. Yeah. So I'm guessing... Because I'm guessing you get rides from friends' parents more than once, or at least a couple of times. Yeah. How about you? Uh, not really. Hmm. Not not too often. It like it. They'll never like carpooled or anything. It was either. Um, well, no, because my mom was a teacher. Oh yeah, that. So I always just hung around school anyway. I just waited. I remember. Oh, poor you, buddy. <laughs> you had to be there. At, what, what? You had to be there at like 6 a.m. every day and then you left at like 7 or something? No, more like uh, I would get there at like 7.15 and then leave at like 
That makes sense. Yeah. It's still way later than the other kids, mm-hmm. though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's about. My mom would usually leave at like four, but would get there at about six, just because like she'd have to get ready and like classes would start mm-hmm. at like seven. Oh yeah, both of your moms are teachers, and you both yeah. went to the schools they taught at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but I brought up like a car rides with friends, because uh, I remember I was like four or five. I may have been six, and I was getting a ride home after after like a baseball practice with a friend of mine, and his mom was driving because. Obviously, we were too young to be driving. And what? Yeah. At four? I already yeah. knew how to work a stick shift. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. And I remember, like, his mom going, hey, Ben, what radio station does your family listen to? And I was like, well, either, like, a 95.1 or 107.7. Oh, man, that's not even a question these days. Right? Holy shit. Holy shit, is it not? And she put on, I think it was 95.1, and Never There by Cake came on. Nice. Which is a breakup song. <laughs> and it was on for a grand total of like 10 seconds. And it's by Cake. Yeah. And it, apparently it was too hot and heavy for her because she was like, we don't listen to that kind of music in this household. Man. Wow. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Because I was like four or five. I didn't know what an erection was. <laughs> like, oh, my I didn't, God. Like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I was nowhere near puberty. I remember, um, so I had a babysitter when I was a kid. And this was the 90s, so I remember she would, like, play her radio, mm-hmm. and I would sing the songs along with the radio, because they were fun, and I got in trouble because I sang an Alanis Morissette song oh. <laughs> that had some unfortunate words. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was. It wasn't, um, isn't an, it wasn't ironic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was another one. You know, the other Alanis Morissette song. She said more than one, probably. I think so. It's, it's like rain. That's that's that, that's, that's ironic. ironic. That's Irony. Whatever it is. And there's ironic. You ought to know. Hand in my. Throat. It was you ought to know. Oh, yeah. It was you ought to know. Mm-hmm. That's what Apparently, it was. You ought to. You 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 ought to know. Oh man! Somebody told me I had bad taste in music the other day, and I was like. How? I like everything except for metal. Yeah. That's that, like... That's fair. Can you have bad taste in music when you like almost all music? Like, is that possible? I don't think so. Got no opinions on this subject. Well, surely you have to have something that's like... If you... Okay. Like, if you only listen to, like, fucking public domain music, that's probably bad taste in music. Yeah. So like but it, when what I was does that younger, mean? I had bad taste in music because I only listened to the Star Wars soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, I had bad taste in music because I annoyed the shit out of all of my friends by being like, "We're not listening to Britney Spears. We're listening to the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack." Yeah. Suckers. I don't know. Shit like that's fucking objective. Like, yeah, uh, art's objective. Yeah, you can walk into some fucking punk bar and be like, what's up, bitches, I hate metal, and they'll all think that you suck. Yeah, I just think that, like, I used to be one of those people who was like, oh, I like all music except for rap and country, and that included metal, I, like, liked metal but then i grew up and realized i didn't have to impress anybody anymore yeah and then i could just like like yeah like what i wanted and the people who actually were friends with me wouldn't give a shit which 
It's great. Oh, my God. So freeing. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the moment where you were like, holy shit, the people I actually want to have in my life won't care if I don't like X. Amazing. Mm. 10 plus plus. Want to feel that every day. You don't like X? Get the fuck out of here. Hey, I love ecstasy. (laughs) X was a... There are so many different things we could go with. You don't like X, the movie, (laughs) slash manga, by Clamp? Which X and Triple X do you not like? I like both movies! (laughs) Oh, you're talking about that there's three X's? Yeah. And so, which of these X's do you not like? I have a friend. Sorry. (laughs) This is totally veering off subject, but I have to talk about this because I just remembered. So, I had a friend once who was like, oh, I don't like anime. And I was like, a lot of people don't. It's okay. (laughs) Don't worry about it. And he was like, I mean, I've only seen two anime movies. And one was like a Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah. Yes, Which I, I was like, yeah, you heard the story. I, I was here for this story. You were? Yeah. One of them was like a Studio Ghibli movie. I was like, okay, classic. A lot of people have seen that movie. Yep. The other one was X-1999. And I was oh, like, how? Boy. How have you seen this? What the fuck? So just, just for the layman, X, X is a movie based off of an unfinished manga by Clamp. Clamp is their very prolific Mangakas, it's a group of like five women, and they are known for a couple of different tropes that show appear in their works homoeroticism, noodle arms and legs like all their characters are just super tall and have like noodly, noodly yeah. limbs. Um, they're known for not finishing like super long running mangas. Uh, you might be familiar with some of their works. My favorite out of all of them is definitely um, uh, Triple X Holic. Oh, speaking of X's, yeah, yeah, um, which is about like a young boy who can see spirits, and he basically is like, oh, I don't want to. He's been tortured his entire life because of this, and he comes across a witch's shop, and the witch, whose name is Yuko, is like, Well, I can take away your ability to see and interact with the spirits but you have to give me something and it could be your soul or your life or your most precious important item and he's like okay it's still worth it i'll do it and then she's like okay i'll take you know millions of yen or whatever and he's like i don't have that money (laughs) and so uh he starts working for her instead it's a really fun series tons of fun which actually also has one of my favorite, um, like, take me instead scenes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unrelated. But nice. um, so X is like kind of like the clamp um, Avengers Because there's a lot of, like, crossovers between different series. So all the Clamp um, series take place in the same multiverse. Mm. And there's a lot of, like, crossovers and stuff. And X is where they come together. And it's just a weird story. And there's incest and, like, all that good anime shit. And it's a very niche. Like, even most anime fans I know haven't seen it. So the fact that this guy, who's only seen one other anime-related thing, (laughs) I'm just like... It would be like if you came up to me and you were like, well, I've only seen two movies in my life. One of them is Disney's Beauty and the Beast, and the other one is Cannibal Holocaust. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why is that the other one? (laughs) 
Also, what are your opinions on movies? If the two movies you've seen are a fun kids film and a movie that has been banned in some countries. Oh, like, man. why? By the way, Cannibal Holocaust is the kids film. <laughs> I thought. No, what? just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm sure Beauty and the Beast has been banned in some countries. Don't worry yeah, about it. Maybe. Anyway. I really love Mulan. The other movie I've seen I don't like so much. It's a Serbian film. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, I said it. (laughs) I'm going to propose that for uh, the next time we do Let's Watch Something Else. Absolutely not. I've seen The Godfather and The Room. (laughs) (laughs) The best and worst life has to offer. I've seen Troll 2. And Hostel Part 3. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that doesn't fit Which this joke. Which better one? Yeah. Exactly. That, doesn't, exactly. that doesn't fit this at all. <laughs> this doesn't fit what we're doing. Here, how about I've seen... Star Wars? Okay, and then you finish it with an obscure movie not a lot of people have seen. I've seen Star, Star Wars... Star Wars Part 6. Great. Okay. Part six. That was Part like one six. of the original trilogy. Do you mean like Return of the Jedi? No. Do you mean like Revenge of the Sith? No. I mean, okay. Revenge of the Sith was technically the sixth one to come out. Technically, I guess. Sorry, I'm having fun doing that. All right. I've seen I've seen the last episode of the Sopranos and. The first episode of Sopranos. Great. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, oh, good news, everyone. We can t- continue watching Leverage for Lutch uh, Shag Ass. Oh, yeah? Because I own all the DVDs. Nice. But also because they're on. it's on Amazon Prime. Oh. I know you guys have been looking forward to watching more Leverage, so. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Also, that dude, is it the, uh, the main guy from Leverage? Yep, Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton, uh, guess what uh, Stephen King adaption he was in? In the Tall Grass? Secret Window. Oh shit, is he in Secret Window? Yeah. Is he the guy? He's the guy that cheats on, or uh, he's the guy that the wife cheats on her husband with. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought for sure he would have been the guy who is, you know, the guy. Do you mean the main guy? Because that's Johnny Depp. No, not Johnny Depp. The guy, you know, who... Okay, so Secret Window. Johnny Depp is a writer, and he's going crazy, and he kills his dog. Oh. No, he kills his wife. He kills his wife, too. Kills his wife. And And his his dog. dog. And then Keanu Reeves kills 500 people. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, this guy is like, you you plagiarized my story, and Johnny Depp is like, no, I fucking didn't. Here's an earlier copy. But spoiler alert for this very old, not very good movie, Johnny Depp is the guy. Yeah. Uh, and I thought Timothy Hutton played that guy. Yeah, so, so that guy Tyler kills his dog, no, but it's really Turturro. Johnny Depp killing his dog. Gotcha. John Turturro plays the guy. John Turturro plays the guy? Yeah. There's surprisingly, like, a, like amount of, like, star-studded cast in that Dang! Well, I mean, it came out in the early two thousands. You had Johnny Depp, yeah. you had John Turturro. Yeah. Like it was, it was going to be a hit. Yeah. Um, Stephen King hadn't gotten quite as silly, like <laughs> as he is now. I so. really think. Well, I don't know. When did he stop doing cocaine? Uh, I want to say the nineties, eighties, eighties, nineties. When did he write Secret Window? I don't know. 
Yeah. Who knows? What do you mean Stephen King was less silly? Yeah. You're you, right. He's you always told, been you silly. You told me the plot of it, yeah. like, to the, like, bone-chilling lore. And I'm you know like, what? What? You're <laughs> right. There's fucking turtles and yeah. all kinds of crazy shit. But Secret Window kind of blows because it doesn't take place in Maine. Like, that in 1990. Ah, okay. That's, See, the, <laughs> that's the only that's, reason why the movie sucks. It doesn't take place in Maine. Oh my god, I saw an amazing meme the other day that was like, Maine doesn't exist. It's something Stephen King made up in a fever dream. <laughs> On a coke binge. Uh, uh, Alright, what are we uh, actually here uh, for? We're here to talk about Supernatural. It's and the greatest salsa. show of all. Yeah! It's not. So, oh man, I had somebody come up to me and was like, hey, I'm really sorry to say this. Please don't get mad at me. I don't think the first season of Supernatural is that good. In fact, I think it's nigh unwatchable. And I went, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, why would like, I get mad at you for that? Were you like, hey, we've got a whole show about that. The first 19 <laughs> episodes are about how terrible it is. It's not nigh unwatchable. There are some good things. Yeah. It, but a lot of it is like, yeah, I was it's thinking, rough. I was thinking about the episode Wendigo the other day. Mostly yeah, because they were talking about Wendigo's on the Boogie Monster. Oh, that episode is so goddamn good. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was actually a pretty good episode of Supernatural. Shad Red, yeah. Shack, and a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Um, the Benders <laughs> was good, too. Yeah. yeah, it is good. God, that was the season one episode? That was the season one episode. Jeez. Um, as is Home. And Faith. Oh, okay. Yeah. There are a lot of good, oh, wow. there are a lot of good season Faith one. Faith was season one? Faith was season one. Man was okay. Yeah, it was. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was good. Yeah. Uh, let's take a let's take a game. I mean, I've got the episode list up. Let's take a gander at what season one: the pilot, Wendigo, mm-hmm. Dead in the Water, garbage. Oh, yeah, garbage. <laughs> garbage. Phantom Traveler. That was the the demon plane one. That one's pretty uh, okay. Oh yeah, that was that was a weird. Bloody Mary, I uh, oh, I like yes. Bloody Mary. Skin had a really some really cool sequences. Okay. That was yeah. a shapeshifter episode. Uh, Hookman is the Hookman episode. Mm-hmm. Bugs. Bugs. <laughs> oh, I don't remember bugs. Uh, it's real bad. Yeah. We were real drunk. Yes, we were. That's the one with like the Native American curse. No, I, I yeah, the it. bugs, and basically they just have to last until dawn, which approximately takes five seconds to arrive. Oh. Just d- what time is it? Eleven thirty-five. Oh shit! It's just now. Sun's coming up. <laughs> get to get to the attic. Oh, the sun's up. We're fine. Oh, it took ten stairs. seconds. Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah. How how many stairs are in that house? Um, asylum. I liked asylum. That's the one in the asylum. Yeah. <laughs> Scarecrow. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Faith, uh, Route 666, mm. terrible. Nightmare, I liked Nightmare, actually. I remember liking it. Um, the Benders, Shadow is um, Meg, that's where that's like a Meg episode. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Hell House, um, the, guy, the ghost who killed his daughters, but it's actually a tulpa. Right, yeah. Speaking of Hell House, can we talk about McCammy Manor? What? Oh, McCammy Manor. The haunted house so horrible you have to sign a waiver to be in it and if you like last for a certain amount of time they give you boatloads of money. Yeah. Wow. So that's like hours. I was reading about it today. 
it's not sanctioned by the HHA, which is the Haunted House Association. Yeah. Oh, not the Happy Homes Association? Nope. Uh, There's also another association called Chaos, which is the certified haunted attraction operational safety. Oh, man, I was really hoping it would be spelled K-A-K-O-A-S. Yeah, that'd be a really chaotic way to to spell Chaos. It's just so bad. McKamey Manor. But Presents right. Desolation. Survival horror just got personal. But it's not sanctioned by either of those things because it's pretty much a torture simulator. Right, that's what I've heard. Where in the uh, the legalese of the like the waiver, mm-hmm. they can use uh, stimulants, hallucinogens, and various other things that they deem fit. Whoa. Here. And they can also break your bones. Here, what the fuck? here is the requirements to go. You have to be 21 or over uh-huh. and above or 18 to 20 with parents' approval. You have to have completed a sports physical and doctor's letter stating you are physically and mentally cleared. You have to pass a background check, be screened via Facebook, FaceTime, or phone, proof of medical insurance, sign a detailed 40-page waiver, and pass a portable drug test on the day of the show. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Also, the dude apparently live streams, because I read it on Reddit, so don't know how true what I'm about to say is, Mm -hmm. but from what a dude on Reddit said, apparently the guy will live stream some of the footage and will also hold, like, like, bets and whatnot. Well, that seems a little fucked up. Which is also, like, a running theme in the Hostel movies. Yeah. And various other bad horror franchises. Be warned, McKamey Manor is not your standard boo haunted house. This is an audience participation event in which you will live your own horror movie. This is a rough, intense, and truly frightening experience. You must be in great health to participate. Last year's haunt was absolutely nothing compared to the new McKamey Manor. New for 2018, McKamey Manor presents Desolation, including Holly's Playhouse, the next evolution in interactive survival horror theater. Understand that each tour will be based Based upon your personal fears and can last up to 10 hours. Each guest will be mentally and physically challenged until you reach your personal breaking point. Do not wear expensive clothing. Do not bring anything that cannot get wet. This can be an aggressive experience and our actors will come into contact with you. You cannot in any way return the contact. If anyone becomes rowdy, pushing, shoving, slash running, examples, they will be immediately removed, no questions asked. Anyone that has been drinking alcohol or taking drugs will not be allowed to the haunt and will be asked to leave their property. At check-in, you will be required to show ID. The waiver process for desolation will last three to four hours. One performance only per week, year-round. Specific requirements must be met in order to ever take the tour. Think about the average 10 to 20 minute themed haunt, or the Think about the average 10 to 20 minute haunt or a theme park at Halloween and what you've experienced. Was it really interactive and scary? At the new McCamey Manor, you will experience thrills that you have never seen before, and your will will be tested to your very core. Um, if things become too much, you can always quit if we let you. Dun, dun, dun. Does it say how much it is? Because that was the thing I couldn't find the last time I looked it up. You know, I don't know. Like, it does not say how much it goddamn is. You really don't want to do this. Oh, there's a tab called you really don't want to do this. Oh, it's just a terrifying picture. Oh, is it the picture of the eye? Nope. Yeah, I, uh, don't even like playing survival horror games. Yeah. I would not want to do that. I don't even like going to regular haunted houses. Yeah. Even if they're like cheesy. I'm like I'm not yeah. I'm not about it. 
I like going to haunted houses, but I can't go by myself, and I gotta be holding someone's hand the entire time. Just holding somebody's hand. That's also, I don't want to be in the back of the group. Because one time, I was in the back of the group on a haunted house, and I turned around, and one of the actors had just been following me. Yes. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. no. In a previous relationship of mine, we went on a few, and we learned some tricks from the people who work there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know which one in the group is the most scared. Yeah. So. It's me, because I always go with p- people who've worked in haunted houses. <laughs> and the people who've worked in haunted houses are too busy judging the haunted house to be scared. And I'm there being like, I'm t- so scared. <laughs> this is the problem with having haunter friends, because they're like, oh, we're in this new city. Let's go check out this haunted house that a personal friend of mine runs. And then I'm like, OK, I guess I can't deny your friendship. Haha. Uh-huh. And then I cry. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. It's scary. But, yeah, don't go to McCabe Manor. Don't give them your patronage. Go to Arx Mortis because they deserve your money. Or go to the Angel Squad. I want to go to Arx Mortis. That's a local haunted house. It's in Killen, which is very close to here. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to Arks Mortis. I've never been. Mahami Manor is here. Like, it's here. Yeah, it's in, there's one in Huntsville. Oh, yeah. There's in Nashville, and there's one in, uh, I think, San I did Diego. not know that. Which blows my mind that it's yeah. here. Like, actually here. Mm, yeah. So, my Haunter friends don't like Mahami Manor. Really? Why the fuck would they? Yeah, because they're in the haunted house industry, mm. and they don't enjoy what Mahami Manor does, right. because it's such, like, I'm, has someone died? I don't think so. I don't think so, but, like, surely there's that's a risk. A friend of mine was telling me that there's a documentary. I just don't understand why anyone would do that, you know? Oh, uh, there's a documentary about it called Haunters on Netflix. Um, So it's just, like, some people want to test their limits, and I guess, because that's why I like going to just haunted houses, because... I want to see if they can actually scare me, because I've been scared a couple of times, but I'd like to be scared more than that. I'm scared every single day of my life. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> That's my secret cap. I'm always, I'm always scared. scared. <laughs> <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee with whiskey in it. I guess yeah. that's why I'm not scared very often. I just, um... Like, I like things that are... Like, I like going to haunted houses, and I like horror movies, and... I enjoy things that are creepy and dark and scary. Oh, you like horror movies? Name three of their albums. <laughs> okay. The House of Wax soundtrack. <laughs> the House of Wax soundtrack. Again. I think this through. House yeah. of Wax 2 <laughs> soundtrack. There's a second Haunted Wax? Oh, God, I'm opposed to it. <laughs> um, and also uh, the Evil Dead soundtrack, but the remake. Ah. Uh. Wow, that's a spicy take. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's three. Yeah. Uno, dos, tres. Quattro. Dos equis. Cinco. But, I don't know. I think... I can't think of a reason why I would want to do a McKinney Manor. <laughs> I thought, like, before I knew it wasn't, like, what you would actually be signing on for, I thought it was, like, the top tier, like, craziest uh... goddamn thing that you could do and still, like, be kosher with the law. But... Apparently fucking not. Like, if you're having to sign away a lot I mean, of fucking yeah, rights. If you're, yeah, if you're signing all of that. I am winked out by the fact that they can use hallucinogenics. Like, how is that possibly legal? It can't be. It depends on what kind of hallucinogen they are 
hallucinate. Yeah, I mean, like, there's some cold medicines that'll make you hallucinate if you take enough of it. Yeah. I'm guessing they're not gonna, like, pipe shit into you. Yeah. Well, they said you can't be drugged before you take on the tour on the website. Maybe that's just a rumor. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know either. But apparently in the waiver, it says that they can use that stuff on you. Look, just because you put something in a waiver doesn't mean it's legally binding. That's also very true. Yeah. Like... I can make both of you sign a waiver saying, like, you swear on the grave of my my absorbed twin that you won't ever share the horrible secret about my feet. But like, then you do. I don't think I. I don't think that's legally binding. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe if you get it notarized. I don't know. <laughs> the law is confusing uh, yeah. and mostly made up. So who the <laughs> yeah, fuck actually yeah, knows what's happening? Right. <laughs> Much like God yeah, and yeah. my mom. Yeah. Speaking of things that are mysterious and don't exist, let's watch this episode of Supernatural. You're damn right. Woo! What's it called? The Devil You Know. The Devil You Know. Yep. Oh man. Wait. If I hold this mic up, would it be like ASMR? No. Oh. They're all they're all just to the center. It's not gonna oh. work like that. Um, the devil you know. So, Sam and Dean are taking a field trip to hell. And then while they're there, uh, all the demons that they've met along the way pass by and they're like, what's up, Sam and Dean? And then, um, they're like, oh, this is our stop. And then... They start to get off the bus, and Mark Pellegrin is your bus driver, and they're like, "Hey, thanks, the devil. <laughs> you're a you're a cool guy." And then nothing bad happens. <laughs> not your best, but no, nope, not my best. <laughs> Might be your worst. <laughs> I don't think it's my worst. I've had some pretty bad ones. Was that even a reference? I wonder if in no. this ep- I want I wonder if in this episode of Supernatural Bobby will regain the ability to use his legs magically. It has more <laughs> legs in that description. Hey. Hey. All right, let's walk. <laughs> <laughs> And I have a new bottle of water to press yeah. against my eye. <laughs> this It hurts. This episode was like Sam and Dean and the Demon Buddies. Oh like, man. <laughs> it was like Sam and Dean and like it's like three or two men and a demon. I would this watch, episode had everything. I would watch a sitcom that was just Sam and Dean. Dealing with Crowley's bullshit. Boy, I would watch a sitcom. I would watch a sitcom that was just Crowley dealing with Sam and Dean's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> That's hey. fair. Just I'm a way. demon yeah. and I'm trying to save the world, but I have to deal with these man babies and their <laughs> unresolved issues. Go to a fucking therapist. Oh my god. <laughs> just goddamn wait until yeah. Cast and Crowley interact. Oh, oh my god. Okay. I did realize so like it's been a minute since i've seen season five all Mm -hmm. the way through and i did not realize 
How queer coded? Okay, perfect example of queer baiting. We were talking about this an episode or two yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not realize how queer coded Crowley was. Holy shit! I mean, I should have remembered the first ep- the first thing we see of him. He is kissing a man. Oh yeah, he is. Like that fucking happens, and then in this episode, I was like, oh, Crowley's like gay or bisexual or. Whatever. He's by furious, to say the least. He's very upset. They ate his tailor. <laughs> they ate his tailor. They yeah. ate my tailor. Would you be pissed? Yeah, I mean, if they ate my tailor. Uh, so, this episode has something that I... Do you think there's anything that dates Supernatural at all? Oh, man. you well, Do you think... <laughs> Can you think of a single... One yeah, single instance that might date Supernatural a little bit? Would it be the H1N1 virus? <laughs> Commonly known as swine flu. Swine flu. I think you were waiting to remember the digits, and I think that's yeah. No, I I had the digits on lock. That was a that was a dramatic pause. I when they said swine flu, my whole ass fell out. (laughs) It's all on the floor. I was like, oh shit, this was made in 2010. What up, bitch? I mean, made in 2009, aired in 2010. Yeah. Hey, remember when swine flu was like the the thing? Oh man, <laughs> takes me back. That they, takes me back. Know, that's why uh, black eyed peas, swine flu. In the game Angry Birds, they're attacking the pigs because the game was released the same year that. Shut the, the fuck up! Flu. That's yeah, not true. That is one hundred percent true. I thought they were attacking pigs because they're green, and that's an unnatural color for pigs to be. No, it. Like, the pigs were chosen as the antagonist in that game because of swine flu. It's so true. Startling okay. revelations, yeah. as always, Mr. Short. <laughs> Ten-year anniversary of when everyone lost their shit over swine flu, and now yeah. no one vaccinates their kids, so... I know, right? It's almost like it's a problem. It's weird how the world turns. The days of our lives. Yeah. Oh, boy. Fucking men. So, yeah, um, apparently Pestilence's big plan, their big, big plan is that is he's going to get flu. everyone sick with swine flu and then release a vaccine for swine flu, and the vaccine will have the croton virus in it. Yeah. Did y'all get a vaccine for swine flu? No. no. Neither did I. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to chastise us for not getting one. No, That's I didn't get one either. I mean... I mean, I've had a flu vaccine before. Yeah. Get your flu shot, but I, I didn't a, get one specifically for vine, swine flu. I know a kid that had to be tested for TB. I've been tested for TB. Yeah, we've all been tested for TB. Oh, no, you I, ain't special. No, 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 no. Oh, no, like no, the, no. he was suspected of having TB? Yes. Because Ooh, he was on the same flight as a dude who had tuberculosis. Wow. Yeah. And he had to be, like, quarantined for, like, three weeks. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I don't ever want to be quarantined. I don't know. Sounds kind of nice. Ugh. You just get to chill by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but you're alone the entire time. So what? Except yeah. for doctors and nurses, and they're terrible conversationalists. Yeah, but they'll probably still give you, like, an iPad to look at porn or something. Yeah, probably. I'll take my laptop. Yeah. You still get to have, like, your stuff. Yeah, you can remember Because it's quarantined with you. Hey. Can you Bluetooth? Because <laughs> all your stuff is infected. Can you Bluetooth porn into your head with your... I mean, I can Bluetooth the audio. <laughs> Honestly, I think technology has gone too yeah. far. 
I just we're I here just now. Google, I think I Google sexy sounds on my phone, <laughs> and I just let the audio play in my head, and I close up my other ear and close my eyes and have a good time. <laughs> You look for videos where, like, the woman's playing against, like, a guy named Travis, and you're just like, uh... Did y'all know they have ASMR porn now? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. All ASMR is porn. Come on. (laughs) Makes you feel something. As an ASMR fan, all ASMR is porn. I know you like ASMR, too. You didn't know that? No. Oh, my God. I thought everyone knew that. I love ASMR. Yeah. I love ASMR so much. What's your favorite kind? I'll listen to, like, just about anybody, to be honest, anything that, like... This is a great conversation that we're having. So <laughs> let's... I'm a big fan of bone cracking, the and then I love the sass ASMR. <laughs> Sorry, unrelated. We'll talk about ASMR. That'll be one of our beginning conversations yeah. one time. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, this episode... Oh, man. With the Glengarry Glenn <clears throat> reference that you made during the episode that was pointed. Oh man! But American Psycho. Yeah, I got I got big American Psycho. I vibes. feel like American Psycho is Glengarry Glenn Ross meets like the Leatherface. Do, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, like so. I, I still feel as if my Glengarry Glenn Ross reference was. Yeah, it was fucking men. Mm-hmm. I thought I forgot that this episode was this episode, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Um, I really like Brady in that I love to hate Brady. Oh yeah. Um, so he's like the antagonist this episode. Um, basically, Sam and Dean are having a really hard time finding pestilence. All they know is that he's moving east mm-hmm. uh, at an alarming rate. Yeah, and getting a lot of people sick with the swine flu, the, swine the most flu. Da- deadliest virus of all time. Um. And basically, like, Crowley comes to them just a fucking player and is like, I can get you the guy who knows where Pestilence is, and that is Brady. Brady is the worst. Yeah. He is the Brita of the show. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's awful. He's a water filter of the show. I get it. Yeah, he, totally. It's a community yeah. reference, yeah. but yeah. close enough. Oh, no, I, I, I've never seen that show. Fair Okay. <laughs> I also thought you were talking about water filters. I'm kidding. I was being sarcastic. I just Thank know you, you can't read me. I was like, my whole world's been turned <laughs> upside down. Sorry, you haven't? But you're a white guy with the facial hair. I don't yeah. understand. You're I, a comedian. I legitimately have never seen community. Well, that I believe. <laughs> <laughs> what? Honestly, you would love community. See, that's what people keep telling me. See, and people told me the same thing about The Hangover, and guess what? The Hangover fucking sucks. Yep, I guess those are the only two things that people have told you you will love yeah, hey, that you, you know eventually what? watched and were like, I've nope, seen, they fucking suck. No one has ever things. given you a suggestion. <laughs> I've seen two things. Most of the first five seasons of Supernatural and The Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> they were both things people would tell me, told me that I would eventually love, and they were fucking right about one of them. Yep. Pat, pat, pat. <laughs> no, that's Travis, not Pat. <laughs> so, this really is a good episode. Usually we do, like, the whole, like, let's not t- let's talk about anything else to talk about, to not talk about the episode, but this episode was really stellar. Um, the last episode was really good, too. <clears throat> yeah, I know. It's yeah, just been a good couple episode good run. Episodes, yeah. 
Has there been this season a Family Remains or Dead in the Water? I don't think so. No. Yeah. There's not been one that we've hated just outright. Yeah, just been like, this is total garbage. Yeah, we... Wow! Season five! there's a couple episodes that have a couple of garbage moments. Oh, yeah. But it's never a total dumpster fire. There were a couple of moments this episode where I was like, okay, guys, this is pretty goofy. (laughs) Like the camera work and I mean, shit. Like yeah. the camera work. There was some, there was some stuff with the camera work where I was like. I think they did that intentionally. Okay. So we oh, yeah. Love show too much. When. <laughs> just, we gotta camp it up, guys. It's too good. We have to. We, we gotta shoot on a little bit. Hey, we're not, we're not consistently good enough to get out of, like, cult status. We're not Game of Thrones. <laughs> But if we become too good, then we will, and everyone will realize how terrible we are. Yeah. So, cr- crash and burn, crash and burn. Was it, it was the scene either before <clears throat> or after Dean realizes that Crowley has used him for bait. And it's it's like, after. It's after, and yeah. there's like this cheesy zoom in on, like an office, like a like a shot from the office style zoom in yeah. on Dean's face, and then it pans over, does the exact same zoom in on Crowley's face. I was thinking it was more like in vines. It's jarring. Dogs. Oh, yeah, where it's like just... Where it, it, like, it literally like yeah. zoom tracks to their face. Hold on. I have the perfect sure. gift for this. Because it's just like... <laughs> it's like Dean, it's like Dean saying something, and now Crowley's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like Dean was really angry, and Crowley was like, that was my demonness. Yep. Yeah. That was the whole episode. Yep, pretty much. Just if someone is like, Crowley... What are you doing? Crowley's just like I'm a demon. Yeah, it was like the, it was like how your cat looks at you. I don't, you I don't have the perfect gift yeah, for we, this. We knew you were going to be able to find it. I wasn't able to find it, but it's really good. Yeah, it was like when your cat's <clears throat> over like a drink or something. Oh, you're yeah, like, oh, cat. Okay. Then they just look at you like, yeah, I fucking did that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say like Crowley is like a very self-satisfied cat. Yes. Yeah. Who's knocking shit over all the time. Um, so the reason why they're in that situation is like, Crowley's like, I'll take you to get Brady. We get introduced to Brady. He immediately yells at a boardroom full of like people about them not getting the vaccine out fast enough. The numbers are not good enough. They need to be doing like the better. It's very generic business words. God damn it, men, I brought you here for spreadsheets and instead you've brought me a computer. I don't understand. The numbers aren't high enough. What is happening? Stonks. And everybody, and somebody's like, we're doing our best. And he's like, I demand God living is for closers. God damn it. (laughs) There, there's a, there's a better Glenn Glenn, 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 it takes Glenn, Glenn. balls to sell H1N1 vaccine. <laughs> yes. Oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he pulls out of his, his Samaria, his, you know, ceremonial talking blood cup and oh, is yeah, like, telephone. yeah, and then Meg pulls out her identical blood yeah. telephone <laughs> and he's, Brady's just like, it's perfect. The shoddiness of it. So it, that was the, that was the, uh, American Psycho reference. What if they had started playing Huey Lewis in the news when he murdered I, that guy? That would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been, been too that, much. Yeah, it would have been like way on the nose. It would have been way on the I nose. Really would have appreciated. We it. get it. Capitalism. Yep. Hooray. <laughs> 
But I did like how he yelled at one guy specifically <clears throat> and then brought him up just to slit his throat. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I've had those. I've had that fantasy some days when I'm just like, this person's not doing what I need them to do. Murder. Also, like, have you ever gotten a promotion directly after being yelled at? No. No, never. Yeah, that dude should have realized, oh shit, something's up. He should have left. Yeah. yeah. If my boss yelled at me, I would A, immediately start crying, and B, leave. I don't, well, I don't think you would be able to, like, collect yourself enough to leave in that moment. <laughs> no, I would, well, I wouldn't take anything with me. I'd just run out the door crying. I mean, literally collect yourself and, like, pick yourself off off the floor to leave. Okay. Sorry. This is sad. Yeah, <laughs> dang. She was crying so much that she was on the floor? Okay. Oh, That's, Wow. Thanks. I guess I know what you think of me now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, man. First I, first, I come to you in a moment of need, and I'm like, someone call me annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and you go. <laughs> what did you say exactly? Hold on. I'm too drunk to answer this. Yeah, it was something fucking unnecessary i'll tell you that i was real drunk at nine o'clock that morning yeah, yeah so yeah. wow who's the person with problems it's you well that was your that was your birthday yeah right? that was literally my birthday yeah so that's fine you're right like ben doesn't drink any other time <laughs> i haven't drank since then like he hasn't day drunk before i mean you're not wrong yeah but also it's birthday day drinking yeah i was day drinking on my birthday yeah it was a good time Hell yeah. Well, maybe I'll day drink on my birthday. You should. And then one of you can text me and be like, I don't know, someone was mean to me. And then they can be like, and then I'll be like, oh, really? Well, maybe stop being a poop. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great for you. So, congrats. I said, well, I, I didn't say that. All I said was, I was unable to answer that question. It, do moment. you understand how it... First of all, I didn't ask a question. Second of all, do you understand how I might have felt like you were agreeing with them? <laughs> By being like, oh, God, I'm not, I'm, I'm too drunk on these wine coolers to even begin to explain to Ari how annoying she is. Oh my Here God. I am, drinking my skinny girl margaritas. <laughs> ben... Angelo Teigmiller having a good time on my birthday <laughs> drinking White Claw. They were White Claw. <clears throat> were they really? No. Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> Get a few yucks in. Alright. So, yeah, Ben doesn't respect me at all and I'm fine with it. Alright. Back to this guy. So he murders his coworker, which is amazing, and then his body gets like dragged off screen. Um and uh the demon does the classic demon move, which is like turn your eyes black. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's involuntary or do you think they like Demons are such fucking drama queens. They, they absolutely are. They definitely do it on purpose. They wait for the yeah. moment because that because Brady knows that guy's a demon. Yeah, he Brady doesn't need to be let in on the whoop reveal. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think like the more they do it, like the more they like level up or something. Maybe the more control they have over their eye flashes. Maybe, maybe. maybe it's it's a mystery to everyone. Like there had, there had to been a better way. 
Well, it's also like anytime Sam and Dean run into a demon, then they're like, "You're a demon!" And th- their eyes will turn black, and because it's like, "Yep, you found me." It's like when you ask a cop if they're a cop, they have to say <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. They have to show you their eyes. <laughs> if they turn red and blue, they're a cop. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like when you're playing the card game Mafia, and you think you find the Mafia person, and they have to reveal their card. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like that, only with eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I. It doesn't happen with Crowley though. No, no, he's yeah. got full control. He does. He's he's leveled up that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his eyes turned red, right? Yeah, because he's a Crossroads demon. Mm-hmm. Crossroads demon's uh, eyes turn red. They're yellow-eyed demons. Oh, that's why he has his own hellhound. Oh, he has his own stock of like hellhound. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I. There were so many moments this episode where I was like, okay, this is the part where Crowley abandons them to deal with the problem on their own and they figure it out. And then he always came back. And I was like, it's more than yeah. I can say for Cass. <laughs> for real. And every time somebody's like, Crowley, you're a piece of shit. Just a quick reminder, Cass betrayed Sam and Dean and literally led to the end of the world. So yeah, maybe who's the real demon here? Demon and angel, yeah. Castiel. Uh... Yeah, but also every time Castiel blinks away, he has to like give them a phone call and be like, "Hey, I lost you guys." <laughs> I can't yeah, find Crowley's you. been tracking them from day one. Yeah. That's an amazing Misha Collins reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on point. Yeah. Guys, guys, it's me, Cass. I'm too dummy thick, and I can't find you. I keep trying to end the apocalypse, but I'm too dummy thick. My wings are too dummy thick. Yeah. <laughs> and the clap of my ass cheeks keeps alerting Lucifer and Michael. Um, we're never going to let that meme die. Fuck no. Nope. Um, Not on this show. God, no. So many important things happen in this episode. Uh, Cass wasn't in it at all, which I kind of was surprised about. Like, I thought he'd at least get, like, a name yeah. drop or a mention, but he really no. doesn't. No. Um they don't have a scene where they, like, sadly uh, zoom out on Bobby in the chair. Well, they kind of gave us a, uh, they kind of gave us a far away shot. It wasn't a zooming shot, but it was, like, enough with the sentiment. Yeah. Oh, when Bobby yeah. was, like, slowly rolling his chair, like, towards, like, a map or something. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, when he was on the phone with Sam and Dean trying to tell him where Pestilence was heading. And, like, they could hear the chair squeak through the phone because, mm-hmm. like, Dean pulls it away from his ear. Yeah, and they were like, oh, Bobby's doing that fucking zooming shit again. <laughs> Siri, put on the list to add more WD-40 to our shopping cart. Yeah. Squeaky. Yeah, they really did go crazy with that squeaky wheelchair wheel. Yeah. Like, a little too much. It's like a shopping cart with, like, mm. three working ones. Um, then, uh, so Crowley doesn't want to take Sam along to go get Brady. Um, he wants to take Dean by himself. And right. Sam's like, absolutely the fuck not. I'm going with you too. And Crowley's like, no, you're not because you smell and I don't like you. And then Dean agrees to go with Crowley. And what happens next? Oh, man. Oh, Sam calls Bobby, right? I love that. They had like a drunken little shit. Yeah. Nice. Sam is like, Dean left me and... <laughs> I'm just hanging out in this fucking crack whorehouse by myself, and I just wanted to say, I love you so much, Bobby. 
it was what, beautiful. That's what I should have done on my birthday is offer you to come over to get drunk with me. Yeah, Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Okay. Keep Sorry. notes for next time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I liked that conversation except for one thing is that Bobby brought up Sam's anger again. Oh, God, yeah. And I was like, where the, f- why, why is this happening? Where is this coming from? Yeah. One, where is it coming from? Two, this had nothing to do with anything. We discussed this. All hunters have anger issues. Yeah. <laughs> they literally spend all of their time murdering things in response to their loved ones dying. That's not a healthy way to deal with those feelings. Well, yeah, that's true. But we've said before, like, <clears throat> everyone talks about how angry Sam is, and we've never really, like... Super seen that on screen. Yeah. It's only ever shown on screen when somebody is like, hey, man, you're really an angry person. And to, like, prove it, they have to immediately show Sam being, like, full of rage. Right, yeah. So, redonkulous show. Please get to know your own characters. The only time I feel like Sam has been angry is when he has been personally wronged by a character. Like... Later, when he actually sees Brady. Yeah, and, and like, realizes what's happened. Yeah. That's a totally normal, rational response. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Like, I would be angry, too, if I found out that a friend of mine had, like, fucking betrayed me and manipulated me and murdered my girlfriend. been a demon the whole time. Yeah. Or almost the whole time. time. Yeah. I have to say... That's really some sick shit. Mm-hmm. What what Azazel and Brady and oh, every other demon who was into it, it did to super Sam. super is. Like, that's, that shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It, it gets worse. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's yeah. real bad. Um, so the reason why Sam knows Brady is because Brady was his... Best friend in college. Yeah. And he was possessed in their sophomore year. And then that demon, who is nameless, and his entire purpose was getting Sam back on the track of being a hunter. Right. So not only did he kill Jess, which is already, like, real awful. He he, introduced He purposely got them together just so he could murder her and spurn him on to revenge. Oh, man. Yeah, that's some fucked up shit. He played Sam like a goddamn fiddle. You know what this means, though, right? What? Mary Winchester was always going to die. Oh, absolutely. So you remember, I think this has been said a couple of times where it's like, hey, Mary, don't go into that nursery. Right, yeah, yeah. But every So time, you'll live. Yeah, she still dies. But she still dies. But I'm saying is, even if she had never been gone to the nursery, even if she just she, pretended not to hear or say anything. She still would have died. She still would have, Azazel still would have fucking killed her. Oh, absolutely. Because that gets John on the path of being a hunter, mm-hmm. which is the goal. Or maybe he would have killed John so that Mary would go into hunting. Go back into hunting. Go back into hunting. Yeah. Take Sam and Dean with her. What I'm saying is there's one parent who had to die. Absolutely. So, Too bad it wasn't dad. I know, right? <laughs> Only in the fan fiction. Mm-hmm. You feel like, I felt like you were going to say something. I was going to say a thing, but then I was like, well, no, that still wouldn't be true. Because like, the reason they wanted John was... Because they wanted him in hell. Because oh yeah, they wanted him in hell. So he's a righteous man. Yeah, Mm -hmm. righteous man had to spill blood, which I feel like is a sexist sentiment. 
I feel like it could have been Mary and it would have still been yeah, fine. Yeah, I bet it was like man in the... In the Tolkien like, sense. Yeah. The age of man is upon mm-hmm. us. The age of the elves is over. And one to bind them. That's the only yeah. line I know from the Lord of the Rings. I used to know the entire poem. I Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. You look like you do. Like, not just the little last bits that are on no, the No, I mean the like entire the thing. thing. The whole yeah. intro to the Yeah, fellowship. the entire one. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. The, um, yeah, Azazel's plan <clears throat> reached pretty far. Yeah. Uh, really just a lot of manipulative bastard shit was going on in this episode, which mm-hmm. I love. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a huge fan of it. Crowley just... Chef's I mean, kiss. That's his whole thing. <clears throat> yeah. Crowley is here for him. Now I have to say, as somebody who loves cons and trickery, I was kind of disappointed that Crowley's whole thing was he just went in and murdered. So they get down to like the they get to the business building yeah. business business build business. They do business. They get to yeah. the building and they're like, "Hey, um." You know, uh, Dean's like, oh, there's demons inside. And Crowley's like, nah, they're just humans. The demons are upstairs. And Crowley just goes inside and murders them? Yeah. And I was like, come on, man. At least do some trickery. Like, it doesn't have to be very convincing. Maybe you're just like, I only murder people when they've already sold their soul to me. I don't want to kill potential, you know... Clients, yeah, or something. I, I liked his line, like the reason why he did it. He yeah, said, we're on a tight schedule. I liked that too. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty. That good. was a good rush. Would it have been better to do something else? Probably. I just um, I don't see Crowley as a fighter. I certainly don't see him as a lover. I just oh, see yeah. him as like somebody who's like, yeah. I'm not gonna get my fucking hands dirty. That's why he snuck behind those dudes and just mm-hmm. like wave things and <clears throat> cut them. It's yeah. Like the same motion, which yeah. Is cool. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I just like the idea of Crowley being like, I could get blood on my suit. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? <laughs> That's why he like split their no- neck from behind. Mm-hmm. Like the front of their neck. Hmm. Maybe. And the blood's going to go that way. And not get on him on his Eden Taylor suit. What if he steps in it? He stepped Wait, yeah, he stepped over <clears throat> Yeah, he does. Yeah, but what if he accidentally stepped in it? I don't think it. T- I don't think Crowley accidentally does anything. You know what? You're you're right. <laughs> I like that he sends Dean upstairs, and then like he's he's like, do exactly what I told you. It'll be fine. Yeah. Dean gets up there, and absolutely nothing is fine. Yeah, he does exactly what. I told. <laughs> yep. Um, so Crowley has apparently told Dean, "Hey, go ahead and offer Brady the two rings that you already have." From uh, famine and war, and you know we'll get Brady to come with us, and like then we'll do some trickery and shit like that, and it immediately just all goes to shit, and it's so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so beautiful to watch. It's like Brady immediately <clears throat> knew he was full of shit, and just sat there and watched him struggle. Yeah, like, Brady was just like, "What if I don't want the rings?" And Dean was like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> and Brady's like. Who no? He says, "Who said I wanted the rings?" Which we got some confirmation that Famine and War are still alive. Yes, because mm-hmm. Brady says they're 
they're just like withered old husks curled up in the f- fetal position on the floor. Yeah. Just like dying or, you know, super upset that they've lost their security blankets. Yeah. Which I kind of love. That happens to me when I don't have my blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a cool thing because it's it's obviously like things like war and like you know the four horsemen. The, their whole thing is that they never actually go away. Yeah, well, especially death. They can't actually die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, war is a constant. Fame is a constant. Pestilence is a constant. Death. They're constant. Yeah. Yep. Fifth horse, fifth horseman of the apocalypse. Taxes. Yeah. 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 We were all thinking it. Mm-hmm. I was, my initial thought was alcoholism. Wait, no, that's too specific. So. <laughs> no, I, I like the Terry Pratchett book where the fifth horseman is chaos, but his name is Ronald Soak, and chaos is spelled just Soak backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which book that is. <clears throat> such a good, <clears throat> Such a good one. Um... And then Brady proceeds to beat the ever-loving shit out of Dane. And just oh, be yeah. a smarmy asshole mm-hmm. about it, too. Yeah. That's when I really got the American Psycho vibe. Oh, yeah. He started beating the shit out of Dean, and I was just like, man. Whatever that Hugh Lewis in the news song is. <laughs> Doesn't it go sports? Or... What? Lifestyle? Or, <laughs> you know, the news. Yeah. yeah Okie doke. Um, but he gets Dean. Okay. And, like Dean, like goes downstairs and he like inches out of the elevator, like just looking for. Him and Brady's behind him, him and he's like oh, yeah. total psycho, yeah. like that was good. Smiling and just like mm-hmm. fucking thrilled. And then Crowley puts a bag over his head and then beats him with a crowbar so hard. I thought his name was Jason Todd. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that was a really cool scene. Yeah. I like how Crowley has all this, like, demon hunting shit. Right? Like, whatever that bag was. Like, that was pretty fucking cool. But you gotta, I mean, you gotta think that... But with all the symbols... You gotta think that, you know, Crowley... Hell is a a dog-eat-dog world. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, literally, with all the (laughs) hellhounds. So, like, you gotta be like... Crowley is in a pretty high position. Oh, yeah. You know? fucking managing like crossroad demons and being a crossroad demon himself you don't just get there because you're a little scamp who doesn't know how to kill demons or trap them or torture them or manipulate them you gotta fucking work your way up to that and he plays he plays brady like a goddamn fiddle and it's beautiful to watch because by this point you're already like i fucking hate you and then you find out what he did. He did to Sam, and you're like, "Wow, I didn't think yeah. I could hate you anymore." Double and I hatred. do so much. I hate you so much. And so, and you're like, "Oh man, how are them Duke boys gonna get out of this?" Because because Brady's already like, "I'm not gonna fucking talk. You can't make me. I already know I'm gonna die no matter what." And it's like, "Shit, what can you threaten him with other than death?" And then Crowley's like, "I fucking got it." Yeah. I fucking got... And he's totally trying to egg Sam on into killing him. Sam's like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Dean actually said he trusted his brother. And I was like... Yeah. That character development from two episodes <laughs> is still sticking. And I love that so much. Just high fives all around. And then Cal- Crowley... So... Oh, God. Okay. 
So Crowley and Brady have a talk where Crowley's like, tell me where Pestilence is and we'll kill you. We'll just tell me where Pestilence is. Mm. Because Lucifer's going to murder all of us if you don't. And Brady is like, no, I'm not going to tell you who Pestilence is because Lucifer loves us. And I know this because I have been a hard study of Lucifer's behavior and what he says. And he often says things like, I love all my demon children. Mm-hmm. Except Crowley. Except for Crowley. Uh-huh. And Crowley's actually going to live forever and be tortured forever. So fuck you, Crowley. I know I'm going to die, but you're going to have a much worse fate. And Crowley's like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and then he leaves after being like, oh, I'm going to have to do something I really don't want to do. I'm going to have to risk my life. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, let's be clear. The world, without Crowley, the world would have absolutely ended, like, a season and oh, a half ago. 100%. It would have ended at the beginning, or the ending of season four. If it were up to Sam and Dean, this episode would have been ten seconds long. Yep. <laughs> oh, I guess we're not going to get any answers out of Brady. What should we do? Kill him? Okay. Yeah. ba 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 Stab. Good. Um, so, uh, Crowley goes, he, like, kills a bunch of demons leaves one alive and then is like BT dubs. <laughs> this is for my boy Brady. We Bra- get tight. <laughs> Brady and I are married. <laughs> we are plot well, they're not married. They're they're keeping it pretty casual, but yeah. they're still made business yeah. plans. They're as thick as thieves and that thick as THSCC with the spaces in between. What what what? Yeah. They're plotting to kill Lucifer together. End of sentence. Yep. There is no third point. <laughs> and he comes back and is just like, bitch. You get to live forever. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we get to be just fucking like raked over the coals together, sweetheart. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and Brady's face when he realizes it is just like, hell yeah. Brady has no dignity. No. No. He's got a lot of hair to kill, though. Even in death, he's a bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a solid line. Even, Even in death, he's a bitch. He is. Brady's a bitch. Oh, man. And I don't mean that as a title. compliment. He's a punk-ass bitch. <clears throat> Sometimes when I call people bitches, I'm like, they're a fucking bitch. And I mean them like a... Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. But Brady's just a bitch. And I do not mean that in the hell yeah way. Mm-hmm. You mean it's he is a punk ass bitch. He is. He so bit. is. There's no other way to describe it because he's not a pussy. He's yeah. not. He's not like. I mean, he's terrible. And he's cowardly. He's everything and he's, a demon could be. He's ev- he's all things. Yeah. And he's a bitch. Oh, God. I love him so much. I love to hate him. Do you think he's also a lover, a sinner, and a mother? He's a bitch. <laughs> I think that 
he's not even loyal. Like at the yeah, beginning, no, you're like, I mean, like as soon at as... least Brady's kind of loyal to Lucifer, yeah, but he's no, not as, even that. As, as soon as Crowley like fucked him over, he was like, "Okay, fine, yeah, all right, I'll tell you anymore. whatever I need to know." As yeah. soon as the Hellhound shows up, he's like, "I'll tell you whatever you need to know." Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Please, please get me out of here. <laughs> God, even demons don't want to be fucked with by a Hellhound. Oh my God, no. Oh. You. No. Once again, Crowley disappears, and you're like, okay, this is it. He's, like, actually gone, and Sam and Dean are to figure something out. Nope. No. Comes back with a bigger hellhound. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. Were you expecting that? No, I was not. I forgot that Crowley was a Crossroads demon. Yeah. Because I was just like, okay. And I was like, why does he have the hellhound? That was so good. It was really funny that Crowley was, or like, I don't remember the name of the actor, but Crowley was like a reach out, like, shoulder oh, yeah. height. Yeah, he was like, mine's bigger. Pat, pet, like, let me touch the back of this horse. Speak softly yeah. and carry a bigger stick. Yeah. Thy name is Crowley. Mm-hmm. Damn. God. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I did like the sequence <clears throat> of, like, the hellhounds fighting, because even though you couldn't see them... There was a lot of that cool, like, practical effects of, like, the furniture blowing up and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. that was really cool. Really that, was a, and shit. that had to have been a really fun sequence to film. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that Sam doesn't kill Crowley. Or kill, kill, kill Brady. He so badly wants to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he doesn't, and I appreciate that. Yeah. He saved his blade for another day. He did. Well, a couple hours later. Yeah, yeah just a, yeah, a couple he hours. Saved, he saved still. his blade for like 45 minutes after. Mm-hmm. After Maybe what much, happened, yeah. happened. Um, I love that there's a, there's a certain flavor to Crowley being followed. So basically in the beginning, of, in the earlier in the episode, um, they set up that Crowley knows about like the keys to Lucifer's cage that we learned about last episode. And the reason why he knows about them is because he has put a coin in Sam and Dean's car that allows him to track them and listen in on their conversations. Yeah. It's truly an amazing coin. Mm-hmm. And the reason why the demon is able to find Crowley after he, you know, murders most of them and then leaves is because the demon has planted that exact same coin on Crowley. Yeah, that was a nice little, like... <laughs> Crowley didn't think to check for it mm-hmm. because Crowley is the smartest person in whatever room he's in. Yes. And that makes him easy to con sometimes, mm-hmm. which I love. Oh, yeah. I love it when a character's greatest strength is also their greatest flaw. Absolutely. Like, and that's Crowley to a T. He is a manipulative bastard. He is queen bitch. He is just fucking going to decimate you with his mind. Do not play chess with them. But every once in a while, he forgets that sometimes people know the exact same tricks he does Mm -hmm. and can use it against him. He just assumes that they never even think of it. Yeah. Because they're all too stupid. And I love that. I love that so, so much. God, Crowley's such a good character. I know, he's so good. Damn. He's so good. Mark Shepard is so good. He is. As Crowley. Hell yeah, he is. I wanted him to say arse, though. And schedule. 
Schedule. Schedule. He says he says schedule. Schedule. Yeah, in the episode. Oh. He said we're on a tight schedule. Oh, yeah, but you want to say schedule, schedule or like the the British way to pronounce it? Schedule. How do they pronounce it? I don't know. I didn't know Wrong. It's a thing. No, it's a thing. I didn't. I knew. Schedule. 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 Sexual? Is that what you're trying to say? Sure. Schedule. Oh no, I didn't want this. <laughs> Did you look up how, how to, to pronounce, pronounce this? American accent. Schedule. Schedule. British accent. Schedule. 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 I. Yeah. Schedule. 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 Is that the? Is that having sex in a shed? <clears throat> schedule. It's keeping a tight schedule. Mm-hmm. Schedule. Yeah, it feels weird the other way. It does. I like how they look like <clears throat> schedule for us. Mm-hmm. I actually learned that a lot of like American pronunciations of words like aluminum, like we say aluminum, they say aluminium. So aluminum was how people pronounced it. And that carried over to America. And, you know, right. And then they decided to act all fancier than the Americans. Yeah. And they were like, this this word needs way too many syllables. We have to pronounce every individual vowel. (laughs) Aluminium. I like it, though. It's cute. I think it's a cute way to pronounce it. Yeah. You hear that? You hear that, British talkers? You're adorable. You're, You're so cute. cute. Aw, you and your conquest of the world. <laughs> adorable. <laughs> Schedule. Um, oh, man, he drops the F word. He does. In reference to cigarettes. In reference to cigarettes. Yikes. And look, girl. That the only to... reason they got away with that is because he's British. It's because he's British. Did he do that in the first episode he popped up in? I don't remember. I know we've heard that word referred to as cigarettes in this show before. Yeah. In an earlier season, I think. Maybe that was from Bella? She was British. No, I think that's what it was. Or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Do you think you could do that now? In an American television show? 100% not. Yeah, I don't think you could either. I don't even think you could do it in a British television show. No, I think you could do it in a British television show. I also don't think... I don't think... I mean, this is me totally talking out of of my ass. But I don't think they refer to them as that anymore. I honestly don't know. Maybe only older people. I don't think... As far as I can tell. I don't know what question to ask, and I feel very in a hole, and I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyways, (laughs) off topic. So, um, I want to get, I want to, there's two things that we kind of glossed over that I want to go back to in a minute, but, uh, they get Brady out of there, none of them get eaten by how hounds, they all get to live to see another day, except for Brady, who gets taken out in a one-on-one cage fight match it with even, Sam. It wasn't even a match. Sam, it wasn't. Sam was like... Sam, like, Brady's totally a fucking killer. bitch. Yeah. And he... Sam made him his bitch. Totally. Dude. And Brady didn't even have a chance. Oh my god. The beginning of that 
Okay, so they get the pestilence location from Crowley. Mm-hmm. The beginning of that little tussle. tussle was Sam looking murderous oh, yeah. with the knife. Bray's got a vague idea of what's going on. Yeah. Like, he's got to know he's not going to live. Yeah. They're not going to let him live. They're going to rumble. They're going to, yeah. For sure. Just mm, snaps. <laughs> Warriors come <clears throat> out to play. Yeah. Two men enter, one man leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. yeah. um, Dean's putting down salt. He lets Crowley pass, which I guess is like our tentative truth still stands because there's right, a lot of yeah. there's a lot of talk of like do we trust Crowley well the last time we trusted a demon look how that turned out yada 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 Crowley's I guess like proven his metal enough to be a you know uh, you know frenemy yeah yeah enemy of my enemy sort of mm-hmm. thing um and I Dean stands up and is just like they just don't get it, do they, Sammy? <laughs> and Sam goes, "Nope." And I was like, oh, "I want to hear. I want to hear what gets said next." And Dean says, "All those angels and demons and monsters, they should be afraid of us." Yeah. And I was like, "Who?" That was like a um I guess you could say oh. Man. Uh, <laughs> it's been so long. A true monster. It's been so long since we've had a moment like this. I guess man you could is the say. true monster. Man is the true monster. It was a very, like, <clears throat> I am the one who knocks kind of moment. Yeah. Like, ooh. Sam and Dean are serious. Oh, man. When Sam whipped that blade The only thing that could have made it more perfect is if... Okay, so Crowl, so Brady immediately goes into a Hannibal lecture where he's like, <clears throat> you know, yeah, we manipulated you, and don't you think that you, we were able to mani- manipulate you because you also have demon blood and you're just like right, us, yeah. and isn't it possible that the reason why you hate us so much is because you can't stand to look in the mirror and blah, blah, blah. And, like, Sam's just fucking, like, stabbing the shit out of him and, like, fucking tussling and absolutely kicking his ass. Mm-hmm. And then... At the end, after Brady's dead, he goes, huh, interesting theory. But I would have preferred it if, before he goes in for the killing blow, Sam had gone, nah, not really, and then just fucking murdered him. Or just been like, huh, I've never really thought about it that way, and I never will, and then just (laughs) (laughs) took him out. Or if he had said, alternatively, stab. Oh, that would have been good, too, you know? I just feel like his little, like, um, Bond one-liner was a little weak, and I would have preferred something yeah. a little more pizzazz. Yeah. Then I had the same pizzazzness back in 09. I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Up in 09, really. Oh, God. But after the steel cage match, uh, we cut... Oh, yeah, Bobby, then we cut to Bobby. Who's on the phone with Rufus. Mm-hmm. And then guess who's there? It's our boy, Crowley! Crowley has an offer that Bobby can't refuse. Literally. 
Um, Crowley has a spell that will get them death's location. And that spell is if somebody gives Crowley his soul he and makes a request, Crowley has the ability to fulfill that request. And man, oh, man, are there a lot of loopholes in that. Oh, yeah. Question. Did they just solve death via the... You know what I mean? Like, did they just fucking Star Trek Into Darkness cure death? I think so. So are... So Crowley... Wait, maybe I misunderstood. I don't know. So the way you're posing it is like, Crowley is just a walking set of Dragon Balls. If you can find him... Crowley says, I know a spell... That will, that is a hundred percent guarantee. I will find death. And Bobby says, "Then why are you buttering me up like a snake oil salesman?" Mm-hmm. And Crowley says, "Because there's a slight technicality. I need you to make a wish." And Bobby says, "Oh, and you need me to sell you my soul as well." And mm-hmm. Crowley says, "Right." So in the beginning, we're set this up as like, oh, it's like a special spell that Crowley knows. He is a walking encyclopedia of like arcane knowledge. This makes sense. But then Crowley reveals it's just a normal demon deal. Right. And demon deals do give demons the power to bring people back from the dead, which is not a normal demon power. Mm-hmm. Um, it, demon deals give demons the power to, you know, manipulate fates and people's minds and shit like that is it really that far a jump to go well if a human wishes it and gives them gives the person in question their soul why wouldn't they be able to do anything yeah so you're saying that crowley wants bobby to offer up his soul and the question be where can i find death yeah okay Am I wrong? I don't think so. Yeah. But also, another way I could see it is because of the nature of the demon deal, Mm -hmm. it's possible that death could be, like, lurking around the corner, seeing what's up. Like, hey, this is going against my natural order. Uh, You know, so maybe that's what would lure death to them. As in, like, I know death location. It can be right here, right now, if you want. Hmm. Maybe. That, that's how I kind of saw it. I'm just wondering is, if, if like, okay, if Bobby sold Crowley his soul, and Bobby said, I want Lucifer and Michael dead, would Crowley then have the ability to do that, to make that happen? I don't oh, think so. God, yeah. No, I don't know. I, I mean... Yeah, I feel like there's got to be some kind of rules for this. He wouldn't because that would break... That would be story-breaking. hmm But, like, could he? Listeners, I want to hear your thoughts and feelings about this. Could Crowley steal a soul so big that even he couldn't lift it? <laughs> <laughs> that even he couldn't steal it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. At us on that, because I'm curious. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. 
Also, write that fan fiction. Send it to Travis at Actually Tall. You know, no one sent me any fan fiction. I know, and I'm so upset about this. I still kind of want to do the thing that I mentioned a couple weeks ago where y'all read fan fiction and give a review of it. (laughs) I don't have to do it because I've already read fan fiction, and there's no reason for me to. Sorry, all I heard was like television static for like the past two minutes. I think that's what you said. Yeah, that's fine. I know what I said. Also, it's recorded. Don't worry about it. Yeah. What? It's immortalized. If you have suggestions for what I should make Ben and Travis read, please send them to me. At R the Spy. Okay, so um, episode ends with Bobby considering Crowley's deal. Also, Bobby shoots Crowley twice, which is pretty sweet. It is pretty great. My favorite line of the goddamn show of the episode was when Kelly gets the whole spiel out and it cuts to Bobby in the wheelchair with a shotgun and he goes, here's my counter, and shoots Crowley into the counter. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, <laughs> okay, that really I can good. see how you would like that. Yeah, that was very funny to me. I'm pretty sure my favorite quote for this episode is, um... They ate my Taylor. That's just pretty good. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah they ate my bloody Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a pretty good Crowley impression. Thank you. That was like a solid, that was a solid 7 out of 10. Oh, and we heard Crowley refer to Sam as Moose for the first time. Yeah! Nickname bestowed. Yep, yep. There it is. Yep. Um, so two things I think we kind of glossed over that we should talk about. Uh, getting back to like why... Crowley being so queer-coded is queer-baiting. Oh, yeah. So this is kind of a spoiler, but don't worry, fellas. He lands strictly in hetero land. Oh, does he? Yeah. So he later on does have, like, sexual relationships. Not only romantic ones, Mm. but we see him have sexual relationships, and they're always with, like, women. Of course. Like, and I just really do think that that was not the intention when he was originally written. Yeah, probably not. Like, I think that's more of just like a case of less intentional queer baiting and more just like the show evolved under different showrunners and writers. Yeah. And this is just where they went with it because that to them, like heterosexuality is the default. But seeing like... Crowley's introductory episodes versus where he, you know, is later on the show. It's like, oh shit, I forgot this was a thing. Yeah. Where he was like calling, you know, people darling and like kissing them and like just fucking destroying heterosexuality like he did with that businessman in that first episode. And then the second thing is, um, Sam wants to let Lucifer possess him so that he can hop into right. the cage. Oh, yeah, that was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. that feels important. Yeah, that might come back later. That drunken conversation. <clears throat> yeah, so say, yeah, Sam gets drunk and then uh, is like, "Hey, Bobby, you know how you stabbed yourself when you were possessed? What if I did that?" But with Lucifer. And Bobby's like, no! <laughs> yeah. Don't do that! That's where he's like, Lucifer will get every chink in your armor, your fear, your anger, and you have anger management that, issues. Yeah, that's where it came up. And that's where we were like, okay. <laughs> Fine. I guess, if you insist. Yeah. 
Maybe Sam did back in like early seasons, but by season yeah, four, really by season you know thirteen, he's been so beaten down. He just fucking rolls over. <sighs> what have they done to you? <laughs> They've massacred my boy. <laughs> no, Sam. What have they done to you? Uh, we both did wonderful. I've been, by the way. I don't know if y'all have noticed the elephant that's been hanging out over here in this corner of the room. What's that one? That's a door. It's not a corner. Okay. I'm just gen- just to a general... Is it the four foot tall bag of packing peanuts? It is. It is that. Yeah. <laughs> it's ironic that there is a giant elephant next to that giant thing of packing peanuts. Yeah. And he's being so good at not messing with them at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just... There's some news that came out this week. That dealt with somebody's anger issues. That's just ironic. Oh, I guess he's just that much of a method actor. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah the bar fight with the yeah. J-Pad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this entire episode, I've been like, are we going to mention that? Yeah. I guess. No, I mean, that happens. I guess we can. Yeah, it's going to come out this week, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I had like... Uh, I was with Kat, and it popped up on her, like, Google feed first, and she read it to me, and I was like, well, that sounds about right. I just, um, <laughs> don't know how I think, how I, how to feel about it. Yeah. Well, we've discussed, that's not his first... No, it's not. ...foray mm-hmm. into bar fights. Nope. I, I, do you think it has to do with Supernatural ending? I think it has to do with him being a really tall dude, and... Like, he plays a tough guy on TV. Yeah. And I think people just pick fights with him. And I think, honestly, he probably got a little little too goddamn drunk. And the bartender wouldn't give him a drink. And then he picked a fight with the bartender. Yeah, that's so, yeah, Sounds like a solid story. Yeah. What do you think? Maybe, yeah, maybe he's just sad. You're not wrong. I think that, um, he's done a lot of good shit. Oh, yeah. I think that of all the things that I've learned about white male celebrities, this is not. It's not the worst thing. Yeah, the worst. This is like the least damning thing. Yeah, that a white male celebrity can do. I think it's a bad thing. I think he should have to be like face some sort of penalty for it. I don't want it to ruin his life. Yeah, but he shouldn't get off scot free just because he's a celebrity. Right. You know, I think maybe. I mean, I'm not. A judge, I can't like make those decisions, but I, mean, I don't like, really think anybody who like gets drunk and picks a fight, you know, in a bar really deserves to have their life ruined. Right. I think maybe you should take a look at like your drinking habits. Absolutely. Oh, in the video, he was fucked up. <clears throat> I didn't watch the video. I didn't watch the video. You, I, who sent us the? Who sent the mugshot? Was it you? Yeah. 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 He looked fucking blitzed. Oh, he yeah. looked he looked toasted. Oh, yeah. it, like when he was leaning on like the car or like the hood of like the cop car, he was just like just oh, crap like falling oh, over. Oh man, and shit. yeah. But yeah, I, I'm sure he'll face some sort of It's gonna be you know, community service and a fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like cause also if I had a dollar for every comedian I've heard talk about having a DUI. Or a bar fight. Yeah, I would be able to just be on tour. <laughs> Right? Do you think I would be here now? No. I've never met a comedian other than 
friend of the show, Tom Hand, that I would believe had won or had been in a bar fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just because we've witnessed him. (laughs) We've been witnesses to that. I'm going to go ahead and say that I almost straight up got into a physical altercation at a a bar a couple weeks ago. Same bar. Yeah, Yeah. same bar, by the way. We all hang out at the same bar. That guy wasn't going to throw any punches. If he had, though. Yeah. Oh, fucking man. I thought he was about to say the N-word, and then I would have had to, like... Yeah. Fucking yeah. put down the law. I mean, it's, the name on the back of his jersey that he was wearing was... Chocolate Lover. No, it was Chocolate Thunder. Chocolate Thunder. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I don't know how, but it is. They're both so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, enough about that. Unrelated, related. Uh, yeah, unrelated. <clears throat> I'm just thinking about this in the entire episode. I'm just like, are we going to talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we did. Elephant is out of the room. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I really love this episode. I mean, a solid ten out of ten. Absolutely. And totally. I, it just. It's, I can't wait for the finale. I can't wait for the next episode. I mean, you get some. You get like <clears throat> one or two more episodes before the finality. No, this is this this next is episode it, is the penultimate episode. Oh, 20, yeah, it's twenty-one and thirty-two, <clears throat> right? Yep. Yeah. Oh man, bro, you got some shit before we get to that. Wait. Too. Hold on, because I think this episode was episode 19. No, this, no, was, this a- was episode 20. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I have to use the restroom so bad. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, you can go. I'll close this out. Okay. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much for listening. Oh, actually, go to yep. the bathroom that's down there. I'm not already now. Um... Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, you can check out Havcast.com. You can find all of our social media pages, like uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can also find our Patreon, Patreon.com, where you can donate at least $3 a month. You can find um, a different show that we do called Let's Shag Ass, where we watch things that super other things Supernaturalist uh, actors have been in, like X-Files and The Possession, the possession and... Christopher something Christmas cabbage. Oh, uh, Thomas Kane. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. That one. Uh, all that and more. We've been doing it for like a year now. Uh, so please donate to the Patreon. We desperately want to go to Adult Space Camp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so what, what's the next episode called? Oh, damn it, Ben. It was like two... something two midnight two minutes to midnight two minutes to midnight same as these are gonna go because they've got two tickets to paradise and nothing bad happens. Hey, yes, but yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Have fun and don't die. <laughs> Bye.
man, don't nice. say that about yourself. I totally rob you at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs>